When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Nick. Good morning, brother. Wow, you brought the energy this morning. Good. That means I'm faking it, and it's it's working. <laughs> so how have you been? I know you've been very busy. Yes, yes, I have. That's why we're doing these early morning recordings. I have been tired, and I am busy. I'm just working mainly because I still have that part-time job at the bar, and catering season is it's wrapping up. I mean, we're getting to the end. I only got a couple more events for the season, but it's still, uh, I'm still kicking my hind end. All right, then. Well, at least uh, you're staying busy, and things are going well. I wanted to update everybody. We had a little... A little thing happened with Edible Landscape this last week. Not only have we been working on it just a little bit here and there, but media picked up on it when we didn't even know. That's true. And I like how you said little thing. It's little. Yeah, it's not little. That's amazing. (laughs) So the project in Duran, the Edible Landscape project, we've had a lot of media coverage throughout the whole season, but it's been mostly local, mostly Michigan. This last week, it got picked up by the Associated Press, and I hadn't even known, so I started getting these media requests that I thought were spam, asking me for information, pictures, different things. So I finally just, yeah, I responded back, yes, okay, here you go, not a problem. But honestly, thought it was spam until a reader of one of the articles got a hold of me And was asking me questions and was saying, you know, I'm sure you're very, very busy with the AP article release. And that's when I realized that there was something out there more than I expected. And now the Edible Landscape, if you Google it now, Edible Landscape Durand, you're going to see everything from local Michigan news to national news to Switzerland. It's all over the world now. That's good, man. That's awesome. I know that this isn't necessarily what you even imagined when you started putting this project together, but that is amazing. No, honestly, all we expected was to kind of prove that it was okay to everybody to do a kindness project and hope the surrounding area felt the same. But it's starting to get a little bigger than expected. That's good, man. Sometimes it's good when those weeds grow out of control. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll take it. So that's all I really wanted to talk about this morning when it came to just us jibber-jabbering. But this week we get to do a... Uh, episode that you requested, which you want to start a unsustainable holiday series. Yeah, I do, because I think that most of the major holidays we celebrate, when you look at it from a sustainability perspective, are a nightmare. Don't get me wrong, like I love Christmas and I love Halloween and whatnot, but the fact of the matter is, they're all commercially marketed for you have to buy, 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 buy. And it's not just like buying goods that are good for years. It's this is the new, latest, and crazy, awesome stuff. And then on the holidays that aren't marketed with toys and, and decorations and stuff, you have the card holidays like Sweetest Day and Valentine's Day and, and Mother's Day and 
whether you look at it as the overproduction of commercial goods or the mass production of paper garbage, uh, they're both really kind of bad. I mean, it's not something that I ever considered before, but because you pulled the veil, like the wool off of my eyes, now it's all I can see. So I did want to do this. It's always my favorite when someone sees something they hadn't seen before because of sustainability. Yes, taking the joy out of holidays since 2021. Awesome. <laughs> we started before that. We've gone a whole year, remember? Yeah, that's accurate. Well, I don't count COVID because all the most of the stuff I started in COVID, I just was it was like, oh, I'm going to pass the time while the world dies. And now, well, that was a really bad joke. But uh, now getting back to our life and I'm realizing the place in my life that this this podcast has and it's permanent. It's It's here to stay. We're not going to stop doing this anytime soon. For those of you that heard that, I'm sorry I didn't put my phone on silent. My bad. <laughs> it's a good reminder. I'm going to go ahead and do that with mine. At least it was a text and not a, not a, a ringtone. I uh, downloaded the ringtone, so my phone is extra obnoxious now. All right, then. Indeed. So it's fun when you look at something with a new eye. When you see Halloween now, you see the fun size candies. With being a big guy, I never thought they were that fun to begin with because it was more of just a small tease of candy. But now you're seeing individual wrappers, bags of individually wrapped candies inside of a bag so that you can open the bag and put it in their bag. I got one better for you. Bags of bags of bags of candy. So you go to the store, you buy like the economy size huge bag just to open it up and have like all these little bite sized bags that are for to give out on Halloween. So you have a bag inside of a bag. And then if you open those up, they're usually like Twizzlers or something that are not Twizzlers. I'm sorry. Uh, what do they call them? Tootsie Rolls and all the hard candies, uh, Jawbreakers, all the different kinds that are already wrapped up again. We're talking three layers of plastic, Michael. Yep. Yep. And it's that's just one little section. Then you have kids showing up in their costumes that they bought this year. That if you tried to clean in any way, shape, or form, they almost just disintegrate. They're such a poor quality. And the amount of energy it takes to put into creating those costumes, those store-bought costumes, is insane. It's, a, it's an amazing amount of materials, dyes, processes, shipping across the world, just so someone can wear it one time, in most cases, Jamie loves Halloween. We have a closet of Halloween. So we have we can pull from what we already have. So I think that in certain situations, the owning the costumes isn't a bad thing. If you have kids and they like to keep them throughout the year and play dress up and just you know, kind of dork around with them, then that's fine. I, I, I don't mind that. You know, it's $20 well spent when it's worn 20 times. It's not terrible. But when you're, spe you're spending $19.99 or $25.99 on a ghost costume, but it's literally like a big white garbage bag with like black eye spray painted on it that you just put over your head. It's ridiculous. And for it to be worn for one night and then balled up and thrown away. And a lot of them are so cheap that even, you know, for children, children by nature, kids are rambunctious and hard on everything they touch. It's not like they mean to be. They're just kids. You know, they go full bore and everything. And they may be a little teeny tiny body, but when they throw it at whatever they're doing, like with everything they got, they make a dent. And so when it comes to costumes and stuff, I can't count the amount of times we purchase costumes for the kids and they end up getting ruined before Halloween even rolled around. And I'm not saying that, like, I, I used to get really angry about it, but, you know, I was a kid at one time, too. If, if you 
see past the gray and remember back into yesteryear, they're just not made well because it's all about consumer. It's all about we got to do more and more and more every year. So they're made cheaply and they are shipped all the way across the world. And it takes them three and a half to four weeks for one of those shipping sh- the containers, one of those big freight tra- ships to get here. Mm-hmm. And it's really designed for one-time use. You can always tell when something's designed specifically for one-time use because that's really all you get out of them half the time. And there's a stigma against making your own costumes unless you're an adult or, you know, there's you got to buy a new costume every year. You got to buy these when there's other ways of handling it. There's also the fact that we buy tons and tons and tons of pumpkins, but no one eats them. Like we just cut holes in them, we paint them, and then we wait for them to rot on the porch (laughs) as if that's the November decor. I suppose coming from a hunting state i should be thankful that it is a fruit that we are gutting and dismembering and and displaying publicly instead of an animal but it is just as bad and wasteful and i'm not gonna lie it's fun to carve a pumpkin like it's cool see all the designs and stuff but you're right you just cut the top off you empty you know the the middle and then you you stick it on your porch a lot of times with a candle in it for two three four weeks until it until it pretty much collapses in itself and you go oh i should throw that away best case scenario you might have roasted the seeds and eaten them there was one year i pulled all the guts out of a pumpkin and decided i wasn't gonna waste this one long before sustainability i just decided i'm gonna cook down this pumpkin and i'm gonna save it in in baggies for when i want to make muffins so a big pumpkin which the flavorful ones are the smaller ones, but once you cook it down, makes an insane amount of pumpkin base for a flavor. Like a lifetime's worth <laughs> from one pumpkin to make pumpkin bread or rolls. Because you only use not even a cup. You know, it's a small, small amount of pumpkin that you add with the cinnamon and stuff to make that bread. I ended up having to throw out it throw it out frozen. So I'm going to jump out here with an unpopular opinion. Pumpkin doesn't have a flavor. Pumpkin has pumpkin spice, which is what you season it with. The flavor of pumpkin is water. It is the most bland, terrible fruit in the history of food. I do a lot with it every year. Uh, I remember, I remember, we're talking, going back. Oh, Lord, when I lived with you on Carpenter Road in Flint, and you did that, you, you made pumpkin, like, muffins or something. And, like, literally, I was so impressed that you did that. I, I was I impressed anyone that takes the time to you know to, to utilize what they have and make something from scratch. Where normally you just buy it at the store, especially when pumpkin is so darn cheap. It's like a dollar ninety a can for a big can. <laughs> it, it, I just I don't I don't like the flavor of them because there isn't one. It's it's like the big orange cauliflower. There literally is no taste. So I like the seeds. The seeds are delicious, but uh, I don't do a, a whole lot with pumpkin for the flavor of pumpkin. It's hey, I have to use this, and because during COVID. Yeah, everyone got food assistance. So (laughs) the the school was constantly sending us home stuff. So I have frozen pumpkin in the freezer. I don't know what I'm doing with it. Ooh, pumpkin pie. Yeah, no. We got Thanksgiving coming up, pumpkin pie. And now we have a place for family get-togethers where you can cater. We can all chip (laughs) in. We can all chip in, get you to cater, and we have, like, friend Thanksgiving, family Thanksgiving. And that's where you'll use that pumpkin. Well, I guess I can peddle the pumpkin to somebody. <laughs> we'll eat it. You know we will. Pumpkin it, cheesecake, pumpkin bread, maybe. I started pulling some stats because, you know, I'm me. And <laughs> Business Insider has reported in 2019, just Americans. Americans spent 
$2.6 billion with a B. $2.6 billion just in candy alone. Just in candy. $2.6 billion in candy? In candy. Oh, that's a... That's a lot of muggings from from children, parents. You know, let me see your candy bag and going through and it's just a candy tax and taking all the Reese's. Yeah, um, it's it's ridiculous. Hershey's as a company has to start preparing and upping production for their candy six months in advance. So seriously, half, half the year they're running double production be- just because of Halloween. That's insane. Because of how much candy they sell during Halloween. And again, it's not bulk candy. We're talking itty bitty packages, bite sized pieces, yeah. all wrapped separately. The frustratingly named fun size candy is not fun. It's a lot of work for a little tasty. Right. More than 160 million Americans will buy candy this year. Uh, yep. That doesn't surprise me. And I jokingly told Jameson, and 100 million of them will actually give it out. That's accurate. <laughs> Most of us go buy candy because, you know, Halloween is coming. And as you get closer to Halloween, you realize the candy is gone and you need to buy some candy because Halloween is coming. I, you know, I don't know if that's uh, that. What you said is probably guaranteed to be true. But like when you look at the numbers for how many people actually buy candy and then you look at the way that um, people live and the way everyone's spread out. Trick or treating is really only done in like cities. They don't really do it in the country anymore. I mean, some places probably do, but. For the most part, there's trunk or treats and there's, you know, trick or treatings at like 530 in cities and small towns. I can't imagine what it's like in big cities, but all the people in the country don't really have trick or treaters, but I know they're buying candy. And for those of us that don't buy it for Halloween, we are there the day after for the 50% off sale mm-hmm. or 70% off sale. It's my second favorite time to buy Halloween can- or to buy candy. Well, so the average haul, the average amount of candy that a U.S. child gets. It's a big you know, a big window here, but mm-hmm. the average amount of candy that a child gets in that one day of going door-to-door begging for food is between 3,500 and 7,000 calories. Uh, you got my brain working on that one. <laughs> and that's the average. So when your kid comes back with a full pillowcase, they are way up on the top of that, if not off the top of it. Mm, maybe 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 not so if that's the average i'm gonna chuck that up to older kids going out two or three times because there's really not that many calories in a piece of candy i understand that one piece is small the filipino case you need a lot of them but that's a lot of calories michael between 3500 and 7000 calories that when your child eats the candy they went out and got they would have to walk for 44 hours to work it off Man, they got to get walking then. Kids are lazy. When you're a kid, do you remember actually being excited to go trick-or-treating? Because I'm human, I look look at the past with rose-tinted glasses, and, you know, it's hard to look at the past in a critical way when it it involves yourself. But I remember being a kid and and trick-or-treating and and wanting to go all night long. My kids, however, 20 minutes in, I'm tired, I want to go home. And I'm sure I was probably like that, too. If I asked my mother, I'm sure that I probably was gung-ho until I wasn't. But I don't remember it in the slightest. So I'm like, let's go trick or treat. And the kids are like, yeah. Five minutes later. um, So uh, can we go to the church? They're having a bounce house and free hot dogs. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. It beats candy. And then I just have to go buy my own Reese's, which is a disappointment. But it works. I knew when it was just about time for Aiden to stop trick or treating. When it was cold and rainy outside. And he said, can't we just go to Myers?" 
can't we just go to the grocery store and get candy? Why do I have to go to all the houses? Okay, to be fair, <laughs> Aiden has always been kind of adverse to like getting wet and weather. So I'm not surprised. He probably said that at the age of four or five. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, but I love you. But yeah, no, I mean, for real, it, it's one of those things where if you're really into Halloween, like if you're really into it, and there's nothing wrong that if you love the, the holiday, but if you're really into it, it it's kind of sad when your kids are, you know, when they don't want to dress up anymore, because there is something fun to be said about dressing up and being able to, put, you know, to be someone else like that. It is. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, it's something people mostly do when they're young or, you know, adults get together, get drunk and go make bad decisions. But I don't, I don't know anything about that. Right. <laughs> so. That $2.6 billion in candy equates to 300,000 tons of candy in the United States, which is enough, by the way, to fill six Titanics. How much of it gets wasted? Here's my here's my question. How much of it is produced and never, never eaten or thrown away? Give us a stat for that. All food is 40%, and this falls in line at 38. So how many tons did you just say it was? 300,000 tons of candy. 300,000 tons of and you said it falls in line at 38. Give me a second. I'll figure this out. That's what, like 104,000 tons? It's uh, a lot of candy. I, I That's a good number. That's I should have went with that. Yes, it's way easier. <laughs> it is a lot of candy that is just sitting in the cupboard. I, I used to take it because the kids, my kids were not candy monsters. No, uh, they never have been. You know, they were or are. I was able to let them just keep their candy. By the way, it's 114,000. Ah, I was, I was short by a few. My bad. It's only uh, 10,000 tons. But I could let them keep that candy in their room and it would just sit there. They wouldn't That's... eat it half the time. I used to have to collect it after about a month and then start throwing a few pieces in their lunch for school every day. That's how I got rid of Halloween candy, Christmas candy, because they didn't really eat it all. So I can see where that waste happens because I know someone's out there mm -hmm. going, who wastes candy? But there is. There is waste to candy. It just sits there till it hardens. Well, of course there's waste. I mean, you can't tell me that every person in the world likes every kind of candy. If they did, there wouldn't be so many varieties. Right. Um, like, I like Reese's. I like I like Reese's, Twix, Snickers. What else do I steal from my children? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I do. There is a candy tax. I do take certain things. I didn't get fat by not doing this. There's those three and there's uh Whoppers. I enjoy Whoppers, but like, I don't eat hard candy at all. I, I don't touch them. And it's not that I don't like Jolly Ranchers and Jawbreakers and Gobstoppers. I just don't. I mean, they're okay, but I just, when I want, uh, when I want a piece of candy, when I have a sweet tooth, I usually go for chocolate and I like things that aren't just plain chocolate so like i understand that everyone's got different tastes and my kids are kind of mainly my daughter you know she's a candy person my, my boys will kill reese's and stuff but they don't really do candy like they used to as they've gotten older they've really kind of stepped away from sweets like that which is really surprising i'm not upset about it but we usually have a shelf in our in our living room where we keep like the easter candy or the halloween candy and after we all of us a week or so have picked through what we want, there's usually I, I don't have an exact number, but I'd say a quarter of it to a half of it that we throw it away. And if it doesn't, we get ants. So you have to throw it away. Candy isn't the most consumed thing in Halloween financially. No, costumes are. In 2019, decor, just decor for homes and businesses, just the decorations. 8.78 billion dollars in 2019. 
I am 100% not surprised because Halloween is one of those holidays where when you, as you grow up, most people that enjoy Halloween as kids, when they become adults, they just switch gears instead of dressing up and, and doing candy. They just buy the decorations for their houses. But also, you know, keep in mind the decorations, like real actual nice decorations that aren't meant to be disposed of every year. They get pretty pricey. My my work, they have a, a, a plastic skeleton that they bought specifically to sit up at the bar and dress up like it had been sitting there all year and it was dead. And they spent like $250 on it. Yeah. Well, and okay, so when I say decor, it did include costumes. So really, decor was probably around $5.58 billion, but it's okay. still the highest section because costumes was $3.2 billion in paper-thin outfits. Yeah, I mean, I really do understand that. Most, if they're adults buying decor for their homes, that stuff isn't cheap, especially the big ones. And I'm not talking like the blow-up skeletons and like the bounce houses. I'm talking like when you buy a Grim Reaper to sit in your yard like menacing, and when you buy these these big, big, ridiculous things. And I, I, it sounds terrible, but like there's like Halloween wreaths that you can hang on your wall. Actually, truth be told, when I worked at Roxy's Diner, which is a local diner here. They had a wreath that was made uh, as Halloween, and it's like a normal-looking wreath. It looks Christmassy in, in the design, but then it's got a Freddy Krueger arm that wraps around it and has a big clawed hand. And it is the most menacing thing you've ever seen. I loved it. I wanted it forever. thought it was really awesome. <laughs> I have no idea how much I spent on it. I'm sure it wasn't cheap, but I found well, it to be very cool. Jameson has been looking for one of those five- or six-foot spiders that she wants to hang from our balcony during halloween so are you just not going to go near the balcony for that season i will not i will not go near it just in case it comes to life i mean the worst part of the lord of the rings i'm telling you anything that has large spiders that is not the worst part of lord of the rings it's not even close (laughs) it has spiders no and i know they're my friend the little ones i know they're my friend i leave them alone and i occasionally even can get them outside without squealing but i still don't like them they're all your friends, Michael. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't try to tick them or pet them, but they're all your friends. So there's also unintended consequences. Okay. That when when you have a holiday based on sugar, you're going to have other problems, too. You're going to have health issues. There's a lot of articles out there attributing the fun of candy seeking to poor eating habits. And there's dentists dentist you know the fact that we eat that much candy and that's a lot of candy to consume because of one holiday and that's pretending like we don't have candy the rest of the year or or christmas or easter or any of these other ones that we'll revisit when we get to the holiday Mm -hmm. so you have that increased ability of of diabetes you have the massive amount of calories collected that are generally not necessarily worked off Basically, we're building bad habits so that in the long term we can have health problems. Well, I think this stems to a cultural problem. And we've talked about this a lot. We've touched on lots of episodes where I think that in terms of the overall general health and wellness of, of our country is, is a terrible, terrible, terrible state. And culturally, we're just doing everything backwards. And I try and personally, because not you, I mean, everyone that's seen me knows I'm a big guy. I'm definitely not healthy. I don't really pay too much attention to what the doctors say about children when like about 
how many calories they're consuming and stuff. They're kids. Kids run a million miles an hour. The average kid is going to have all that stuff worn off by the end of the day or whatever. And the other kids are going to get eat so much, they're going to get sick and they're not going to touch it for a few days. Like that's Nature will find a way in that regard. But most of us, adults, and that's and this is really what it boils down to, that are more sedimentary, that, that don't have the metabolism that young kids do. Like We're just shoveling that stuff in. Because especially, you know, what if you buy like five bags, like those big economy size bags of candy? You ain't got no trick or treaters. Oh, darn. Guess I'm eating it myself. <laughs> and um, it just like, I mean, you know, the size of bags of M&Ms I buy for our camping trips. Yeah, I've OK. So I've literally vomited and I don't drink that often. Yeah, we have it, it's we get sugar hangovers. Well, OK, so the last camping trip was a little excessive. Probably not a great story for this show, but well, to be fair, we bought the bulk bag, so it was minimal packaging. (laughs) Oh, jeez, we bought there was a a lot of people, so we were just feeding a lot of people, and apparently, we were only going to eat MMs. Yeah, that was we bought a two and a half, even up to some five pound bags of every kind of MM we could find. It was uh, it was excessive. Yes, that's probably the perfect word. So with that, we should parlay into what the heck we shouldn't do. Um, that we should probably, not do that again. We should probably not get a shopping cart of M and M's. But things you can do to minimize your footprint during that how ho- during the Halloween ho- uh, holiday season. Jamie is good at that. She does keep all of her decor. Our Halloween party that we're having will be all of her fun little decorations that she's collected almost over her whole life. She buys a lot of it secondhand, you know, through garage sales or we have my fun auction that has the ability to sell pallets of things. So (laughs) the she she's good at that. She keeps she's been more forward thinking when it comes to holiday. She keeps all of her costumes. You know, I went through my whole life going, okay, I used it and threw it out. She's kept everything. And here locally, we have this um, almost like a retirement center camping area that closes before Halloween. Okay. And so they do Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas all in their last month of being open. That's so, okay. So September, I think it is. And <laughs> it's all in September. Even- even before all the actual holidays. Yes, because they're not open during that time. So all of a sudden, here comes Jamie's family going, we got to have costumes for the kids because they got to go to Halloween. And I'm thinking that is way too early for Halloween. But both her mom and her, they're so used to keeping that stuff. They just whip up a costume. Here you go. So she's been keeping my stuff from costumes. And we're starting to get a nice little collection. But while we're out garage sailing during the summer, we pick little pieces and it does minimize that cost. But what other things can we do to help make Halloween more sustainable? Um, well, I think that right there is one of the biggest steps. I think that finding ways to keep the old costumes and utilize them, it's easier to do when you have, or I shouldn't say easier. It's, it's, it seems like more of a natural thing when you have um, three to four children that are, that are close in age. Especially with simple things like, like vampire costumes and things that can be reused. Um, you tend to keep it for the next year, you know, to pass it down in case uh, your kid wants to be something you've already done or to use to make other costumes. I think that for me, 
the biggest thing I, I would go with is if you want to lower your footprint for starters, as a parent, buy your kids reusable Halloween bags that they can use every season instead of just getting a, taking a plastic bag that's disposable to walk around for Halloween. Honestly, it is a great way if you're crafty. You can use old pillowcases and kind of put some fabric on them and kind of class them up a little bit. It's a great way to utilize those instead of throwing them away. I like our um, cotton shopping bags that we're already using for shopping, especially yeah. with, in COVID because you didn't get to use them as much. Those bags are perfect for going out and getting they absolutely candy. are. They're fantastic, and you already own them, so that you don't have to buy anything else. There's no more embodied energy in it, so that, that that's really good. Another thing you can do, and instead of giving out candy for Halloween, find something you can give out that that's useful. Some kind of small tool, or or even a small toy that isn't just going to be picked up and then thrown straight away. Something you can do that is more of the the trick maybe than the treat. Uh, I. I'm a big advocate of celebrating the holiday, but not just giving candy out. I think that for for a holiday that's so based around, you know, corporate production and consumerism, I, I don't think that there's a lot that you can do to get rid of your footprint. You can you can lessen it, but it's so just overproduced that you have to really be mindful. I, I personally, I don't know if I would even buy like, I don't know. The more I think about it, I want to be sarcastic and be like, don't buy fun size, give them king size. More candy, less wrapping. But um, I, I, I don't know, Michael. Uh, do you have any tips or tricks? Do you have any ideas? Well, and remember, chocolate is a high energy, high high embodied energy product. Yeah. It, is, it is a product being stressed by climate change. So one of those things you can do is stay away from chocolate, which I know right now people are cringing. I bet you there's people in my family that have the back of the hairs on the back of their neck just stood up. They don't know why, but there's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> uh, but chocolate is like coffee. For me, coffee is a lifeblood, but it's also a stressed industry because of climate change. So we can reduce, we can kind of pick things a little better. Because if you give out apples, kids will be mad, even though it'd be great if you could give out apples. There's little things. We always talk about those little things. You can grow your own decor. So as the garden, as you're planting the garden, you can plant gourds and pumpkins and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can not be me and take that pumpkin right after Halloween out into an open space away from home, somewhere near where wildlife lives and break it open. Mm-hmm and walk away that's honestly very important because that allows wildlife to get to that nutrient and it doesn't become a stain on my porch that takes three years to get off uh you gotta realize though that with the pumpkins i don't know how useful that would be if they were already carved and dried out and kind of dying i don't think anything's gonna eat them at that point uh if you have like whole pumpkins and every i completely agree you know go smash them up and let the deer and everything else get to them but well, if you've carved and taken the guts out, you have a lot less there. But the worst case, no matter what, if you take it somewhere and break it up, that that nutrient will still get into the uh, soil. Instead of slowly deflating on my porch, looking disgusting and nasty, <laughs> almost like a fluid. Oh, it, looks like someone, it looks like someone threw water on the Wicked Witch and she was wearing a pumpkin costume. So I, I want to, because we don't necessarily always carve. So some of them are just there for decoration. So at the end of the season, if I want to take the seeds, take the seeds, but put the meat back in it, take it out into a field, break it. Let's give those nutrients to some of the wildlife that are going to need it to get through the winter. And chances are we're probably going to have a harsh winter here in Michigan. So, think so? 
and with all the moisture movement and all the rain we're getting and all these things, it's pointing to a harsh winter. So let's get them as much nutrients as possible. I don't do cards unless I'm forced to. You already know that. Mm-hmm. I I love to take a card someone has given me and cross out all the other information and write new information. It's becoming like an ongoing joke. I will even get cards that you find that sometimes people will put them in garage sales for some reason, and I'll buy the stack of random ones and just keep crossing things out and giving it to people. You're only getting this card because I'm supposed to give you a card. <laughs> That's just how it goes. But So I, you want to minimize some of that stuff. Keep everything If you buy it, keep it. You may use it again or give it to someone who will use it again. I have friends on Facebook right now saying, who's got this size and this kind of costume? Mm -hmm. You know, we can rotate amongst the friend group. We can trade. We can borrow. Well, yeah. Who's got this wig or who's got that wig? Well, yeah, because these costumes are really expensive for a one-time use. And as a parent who, you know, kids grow like weeds, you don't want to spend, especially if you have three kids you don't want to spend 30 to 40 or 50 dollars per costume and have 150 dollars in, co- in costumes that are going to be worn for two or three hours on one day and then get thrown away i understand that and i think another thing we can do is less candy chasing and more experience having go yes. to the go yes. to the haunted houses go to the corn mazes go to those things and hit a few houses while you're out we don't need seven thousand calories worth of candy in our household none of us do not a one we may look like we do but we don't and let's have fun with the holiday get out and do the events and be around other people i would much rather spend five five or ten dollars a person to go do an experience or go do something fun than to just wander the neighborhood begging for candy and coming home to this massive stash because you know as well as i do it's now become a child's sport who can yep. have the most? And then it goes from child sport to commerce the moment you get home because they go around, try to get the massive amounts. Who can get the most? And then they sit down on the living room floor, dump out their hoard, and start trading. That's right. Each one has some kind of level of currency attached to it. So I guess they learn a, a few life lessons there, but I think it'd be more fun if we turn the holiday back into an experience. No different than Thanksgiving, no different than Christmas. And you're going to hear me during this holiday series saying that a lot, reverting back to the experience and away from the consumer side. Yeah. And trust me, I'm sure that when we get to the next holiday, you'll hear a lot of me complaining about the same things because it is it's frustrating. And I, I wish that uh, there was a statistic for the amount of the amount of time it takes for some of this waste to decompose. Well, the the costume stuff. All those plastics, all those masks, all the one-time use baseball bats or whatever, you know, the axe, the knife, the stuff that if you actually moved it too quickly would just fold in half and break. And then you throw it away. That stuff lives long beyond us. It lives a thousand years beyond us. Mm -hmm. So we need to take, if we buy it, take care of it. But honestly, that's what Goodwills are for. Let's get past the stigma of we have to buy a new outfit every time. Let's go back to the we can make an outfit. Go find the reusable item. Go find, you know, we can just as easily take a tool from the house, and that is your your your, your weapon of choice for Halloween, and just, it's one night. No one ever will say, oh, I used to be friends with them, but did you see what they wore last Halloween? I don't think so. I think they made that themselves. 
<laughs> oh, that's terrible. So we want to be able to go and get reusable stuff. Trade amongst your friends group. That is another thing that is kind of lost. When we lost community, we lost that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Used to be, you people would just say, hey, I'm looking for this. Who has it? We need to go back to that. And, and as we build those tight-knit circles, share within those tight-knit circles. Now, as for treats, I'm not sure there's a whole heck of a lot you can do. The standard convention is to do this. Now, I will tell you here, we don't trick-or-treat and we don't man our house here. We go to friends' houses for for the event, which puts our house dormant during the day. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually give out candy because we're out collecting candy elsewhere. So it used to be you leave someone home and everybody else went out, and that's what we did. But we don't. We go visit friends. We spend time with other people. All the kids get together and go together in one place. And this year, it's not here. So this year, we don't have to buy a bunch of candy and give it out because this year we're going to be in another town. And next year, maybe they'll be here. And that'll be the year we give it out. But we're now spreading it out amongst the friend group on when we give out candy. Okay, that's good though. I, I like that. I like that. You know, Halloween is at least with with your family and your friends. It's more of a community thing, and and something you guys do as a group instead of just uh, candy, 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 candy. Yeah, it's. I mean, we want to make it fun because it really isn't. It is. You spend a bunch of money to dress up a child who runs out like crazy for 45 minutes, running from door to door like it's a game show, trying to collect their prize until they get home, pour it on the floor as if they are Caesar looking at their their taxes (laughs) collected. And then by the next day, I mean, by this time, they look like they've just worn out the costume in that 45 minutes. Pieces are falling off at the makeup. It looks like Alice Cooper coming off their face. (laughs) And then they eat candy for a half hour to the point where they just lay there motionless until bedtime. So I think we can have more fun with these ho- these holidays and kind of make them worth having. Because as they stand in this consumer style, I don't think they're worth having. It, everything gets lost into what you buy. And that is a waste of community opportunities. I completely agree. And I wish I would have been smart enough to think about all those things you just said myself, but I'm not. Well, so anyways, that is what I have for collected information thus far for Halloween. I am sure we will elaborate on this, these things year after year, since we're doing your your holiday series. My holiday series. Your holiday series. You own this, man. Excellent. <laughs> I wish everybody could see you right now. You look beaming with joy. Well, you know, I'm starting to wake up. It's just a slow start, man. This diesel is uh, diesel is sputtering. I don't have any coffee, so I'm I'm slowly warming up. You don't have coffee? No, I'm out. Oh, that's weird. It is sad. I tend to keep two pounds as backup. Yeah, um, I wish I could say that I, I have, but I haven't. Well, on that very sad note, it's time to close the show. So, first of all, before I go into my scripted closing, I want to thank Ben and Suzanne for being monthly supporters of the show. Thank you very, very much. We greatly appreciate it. It makes us feel very important. And I'm glad you're finding some value in in our show. So, for everybody else right now, if you like this show, please share it with a friend or on social media. Other ways you can support the show is is by becoming the monthly supporter like Suzanne and and Ben on our anchor hosting site, or you can find it on greeningyourlife.org backslash podcast. 
you can also just leave a five-star review. We've kind of hit the wall on it. We've only got a handful, and it stopped. So if you haven't left a five-star review, now's your time. We greatly appreciate it. The more of those we get, the easier it is for people to find us, and your kind words just brighten my day. So again, thank you very much for listening. And remember, we only have to get a little bit better each day. Little bit, little bit, big bit. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. And we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know, but I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life, available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future.